Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montreger interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Bontrager. Welcome back to another Wednesday. Hey, it's great to be back for How the Rock Stage Show. Hope you've had a great busy week. I have been producing, co-hosting a whole other week-long campaign with another group out there. It was a great time. I love doing what I get to do, uh, but you, you know that, and you know that this is why we do this show, to help you shine on cameras, to shine on stage, to elevate you and your brand authority by learning media-savvy skills, to get the better insights so you can rock any stage you step up on. Every week, we have amazing guests from all around the world in different areas and different expertise, and we take a different topic. We kind of pluck something off, and we go deep into it. Tonight, we're going to talk about that dreaded word called burnout. And, and I'm sure most of us don't even want to think about burnout. We, we probably say, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Well, tonight we have two, not just one, two amazing guests to help talk about this idea of burnout. And it's not what you think it is. The biggest mistake people make when it comes to burnout is that they think a holiday will get them all unstuck, reset, or taking some time off will get them back into the swing and get their mojo back. How many of you have ever thought about that? However, this is a much deeper strategy to help you turn this all around, and it's a higher level of understanding needed. Tonight, live from the UK, Baz and Lo Ash are going to be joining us, and here come Laz, and here comes Baz, and boom! Hello! It's lovely to see you. Great to have you guys, and uh, again, I love the fact that not only do you guys have cool stage names, you 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 have a cool room with comics and memorabilia and all these sort of things. There's nothing better than a comic backdrop. I'm sorry. We just have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my desk is decidedly, as you can see, this is my side, so I've got lots of pops and you know, statues. Baz's is a little bit more demure, you know. But... There's only one superhero on my side. <laughs> which one oh, it's gonna be me but no super <laughs> i love it i love it thanks you guys for taking the time to talk about this and i know that burnout is a touchy subject for a lot of people they just they don't want to admit they've hit the wall yeah. and as i work with media as i've been in this especially media people we don't want to admit we're tired we don't want to admit like your introduction the holiday didn't work. We came back to work and we're just this tank. So this should be a very exciting topic. But why do people not want to admit they're burnt out? What, what do you think the big hindrance is of admitting I'm dead? I think it it's, it's makes you feel weak. If we start admitting that we're tired, we're run down, we're not having that fulfillment in life, there's a little chink in our armor there. And it shows us that we're a little bit weak, but it's not that way. 
it's, it's totally not that way at all. And I, you know, I think it's got the same stigma. I don't know about you as as mental health. You know, there's a stigma that it, you know mental health issues. It means you're weak and bits and pieces. That's kind of you know the brigade there. And I think that burnout is kind of on the same level as that. You know, if you're burnt out, sometimes people might think I can't do my job or I'm no good at my job, and so then you get that judgment from other people. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons. I think that's the big reason why people don't, you know, come out and talk about it. Well, and again, most of us say we love our job. We love our job. We love our job. And then we have to admit on one day, I hate this job. (laughs) (laughs) And like, wait, I thought you said you loved it. But I think we all have the peaks and valleys, right? Yeah, I think we we only we love our job. We love our job. And the point where we don't love our job is when we are energy depleted. Our energy has gone down. Our resilience has gone down. And we're unable to keep up with the pace that we want to do with the job that we love. But I always think there's a very, very fine line, Rich, between passion and dedication and then off the edge. Because a lot of people that get burned out are people that love their job like Mm. so much. But the problem is they put too much into it. And they don't get enough, you know, time to rest themselves. Okay, so you said my favorite word, passion. I am that guy. Okay. I am passionate about what I get into do. I, I love meeting people like you. I, I, I love it. Every day is a great adventure. Yeah. Now, I don't think I've ever burnt out, but I know I've had peaks and valleys where the creative nature is not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't live on passion all the time, can you? Passion without energy, there's no passion there. We need that energy. We need that fuel behind it to fuel it. It's like having a big sports car out in your driveway, but there's no fuel to run it. It's nice to look at, but we need that energy in it to make it go. And that's the same as us. We're machines at the end of the day. We need that energy inside of us to fuel that passion and drive that passion forwards. And I think there's a clear distinction. I've just written a post about this, actually, um, about the difference between burnout and just having a bad week. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. So burnout is literally, I mean, I know when I burn out, I was catatonic. Burnout will literally ruin someone's lives. They'll have to do part-time work. They'll have to give up work. They might have to take a year off. Well, you ended um, up just colouring in. That's all Oz could do was colouring in. And it was something that was a little bit stimulating, but it did, wasn't taxing on us, on yeah. herself. Just colouring in. Colouring in Wonder Woman pictures, by yeah. the way. So that's what I ended up doing, um, you know, and that's what burnout is, is literally like your mind just does not have the capacity. I couldn't even make a cup of tea. I love my tea. She still can't make them. <laughs> oh, you, no one makes my tea except for me because nobody can make a cup of tea like me. Right. And so there's a clear distinction. Like people will say, oh, I'm really burnt out. And it's like, you've just had a bad day. Like you've just had a really exhausting work week. You know, there's got to be a, a clear distinction there. Definitely. I think. Well, and going back to the analogy, you can't just keep stopping on the gas and expecting to re go. It doesn't work that way, but I know you guys talk about the three dimensions of mm. burnout. So yeah. what, what kind of are these three dimensions? So you've got um, mental, 
okay, which can often be referred to as cynicism. You've got emotional, which can be referred to as powerlessness. And then you've got physical, which can be referred to as exhaustion. And those three actually came from a study that was done by a lady called Christina Maslach. Okay, um, and you can look it up. It's, it's a brilliant study. And what they found that there were these three dimensions, because what they were trying to do was get people back into work with psychiatry so they were kind of you know base it on that thing and we've almost taken that and been like yeah we can see that within our guys you know i'm not into these big burnout models i'm like right how is it affecting you mentally physically emotionally let's take action i love that so are are, are people aware of these three dimensions do we just talk about one more than the other why are we not aware of this is multifaceted yeah, I don't think people are even really truly aware what burnout is, Rich, to be honest with you, because it's quite a new phenomena um, that is being spoken think, yeah, about. It's, it's, it's been speaking about it more now, but people don't really understand it until it comes and kicks them in the backside. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Next morning, I wake up. Not fine. I can't do anything. Yeah, and this is why it's good that we talk about it so people have an understanding about how they're feeling, especially with the three dimensions. And we can say, yeah. I'm more the physical or yeah, I'm more the cynicism or I'm more this. And we can see what, where you are, where your weaknesses are or where you're depleted more. And then we can start working on that area. Yeah. So again, rock the stage, we're all about media. Well, we all, we're, we're, we talk show hosts, we're on camera people. We're our media centric. We're public speakers. Believe me in this industry, people burn out, but it's funny because they can burn out on stage in front of people and not even know it. But the crowd will see the energy drops, the energy drops, the storytelling drops. And literally in the moment, they will step off stage and know, I got three more days of this and I got nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very serious, quick moving thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, mine literally happened at midnight on a Friday night. Snap. And um, it was like I, I started crying. I just couldn't stop crying. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And that's the amazing thing about the human body. If our, if we keep trying to override it, override it with positive affirmations and positive thinking, your body is going to say, no, 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 no. We are shutting down. We are shutting shop until you start taking responsibility of your health and your well-being. You cannot keep pushing, pushing, pushing without some pushback. But here's the thing, like you're saying about, um, you know, people with media and talk shows yeah. and stuff like that here's the thing like there's a massive public facing thing here yes if I break down what are people going to think of me yes. you know oh am I going to lose my job am I going to lose my following and I think that's a real fear no right now we live in this the more clicks the more fans and more followers all that stuff we're all in this media-centric world now as I coach and work with people and you're right you get the momentum going Oh, I have to post today. Oh, yeah. I've got to do that blog. Oh, I've got to go do that interview. Otherwise, if I don't, this whole thing drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of pressure on entrepreneurs, on visionary leaders, on startups. There's a lot of pressure. To I have got to keep pumping out more content. And that's I'll say right now, that's a bunch of BS. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, can, we can do all that if we manage ourselves in the first place. If we have these rock-solid foundations, then we can do the, the hustle, the push. But we need those rock-solid foundations to be able to stand upon to be able to do that. 
because I think it, the main thing it comes down to, especially with creatives, Rich, is about managing your energy. Mm. Because if you can imagine it, if you can imagine your um, energy and your focus and your output, right, mm -hmm. like your Wi-Fi in the house, so you got in the house, I'm just going to talk about our house. We've got cameras, we've got laptops, we've got TVs, you know, we've got phones. Uh, maybe you've got kids and they've got games consoles. You use too much bandwidth, what happens? The buffer. Exactly, exactly. So something's got to give. And for me with creatives, it's very much about manage your energy, right? That's the main thing that needs to happen. By the way, we're talking to uh, Baz and Laws, uh, and this is Rock the Stage Media, but probably sponsored by the National Speakers Association, the NSA. We work very closely with the NSA. It's a great partnership, and we're glad to have them sponsoring this show and each and every week and great topics like this. But Baz, Laws, real quickly, do you have real names or just stage names? <laughs> so <laughs> that, these are not our stages. I'm, I'm Barry, and this is Laura. But the only time we get called Barry and Laura is if we're doing something wrong, we get told off. Yeah, my everyone calls me Loz or Lozzie, um, you know, and a lot of our our clients know us as Baz and Loz. That's awesome. I, I just want to let people know Rich did not make people think I make stuff up. OK, <laughs> that, 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 that's part of my shtick. So I have to know this was not a trigger thing. Trigger did not make this up. Uh you also mentioned, you know, we're talking about the media side here. There's a new article that just came out yeah. uh, ranking some of the top 10 most stressful jobs in all the world. Number four on this list blew me away. Number four was video editing. Video editings are the most stressful jobs. And it was higher than things you would have thought of. But think about how our, our world has changed the last several years. We're all now much more video driven. We're all trading content. We're all doing this. We're all buying cameras, like you said. And now it's stress. What do you say about that? I mean, we've actually done video. So we used to do uh, quite a few vlogs and we've used Final Cut Pro. I know it's nothing compared to what you guys um, use, but we can empathize with the fact that you've got to, you're only as good as your next video. Well, so, number video. your last video. So, number one, you've got the pressure there. You've got the pressure of it being able to be shown in like a great story. You've got the time constraint. And then you're trying to work with the transitions and the music and the tiny little thing. And it can get really stressful. I think we're it? getting so clever with these editing now. We're What's the next best thing? What's the next best? So we're trying to push the envelope all the time rather than just going talking head, talking head, talking head. We've got to have these elaborate follow-throughs and the connections and the leads and it's, it's a lot a lot of work we don't really understand how much work goes into editing something but i also feel like editing right it's is like awesome. being in a las vegas casino right Where's this going? because you lose you <laughs> i'm very left field don't even go there because right you get lost in time like you go into a casino in Vegas, you don't know which time of day it is, right? <laughs> and it's the same with video editing. You might sit there and then before you know it, five hours has passed. And you're like, oh, my goodness, it's dark outside, right? Well, and, and the great example of that is, A, you can get lost in TikTok, okay? Two hours are gone and you have no idea what you did other than your dog is by the door waiting for you, right? Uh, <laughs> but video editing, when TikTok first came on, they were like 30 seconds clips 
the people that put shortcut, quick cuts, they put sound effects for a 30-second piece for amateur video of TikTok was exhausting. Right, right, right to your point. Now we're doing this on many platforms. Yeah. And every day there's a new platform, and so they want to go try that one, try that one. So it's not just doing what they do. We're also experimenting all the time. Mm. It's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can't just copy and paste from platform to platform with the videos. We, we tried doing TikTok and doing Instagram, and the words didn't go with my, my mouth, and it was all out of sync, and it was just like, what? I mean, I know when we, uh, we do um, TikToks for the Superhero Life, which is our charity work, um, we will literally film 20 to, 28 to 38 videos in an afternoon just to get all of those videos done. I mean, they're nothing elaborate or anything like right. that. But once you're in costume, you're doing it. I mean, it's like, so we're here, we're ready, let's go. <laughs> once I'm in, I'm committed. <laughs> we're committed to doing it. Yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. right. We're now shooting, like, again, I, t- radio, TV, that's what we do. Game shows. They, they tell you, you're on, you're on a game show, you bring an extra pair of clothes because you might win and you stay the next day. They film all in one day. Yeah. And this is the way we're thinking now. And it is exhausting. So what, what would be one or two great tips to help our video editing friends out there to not hit burnout? I think the first and foremost, we need to look at your sleep. We need to bookend our day and get some good quality sleep, get our approximately seven to eight hours. That'd be my first portal call. Do you know what I would be doing? I'd be setting alarms at the desk every hour and a half. Get off your butt, right? Get outside, get some sunlight in your eyes, walk on the grass, you know, and connect back down to, and ground to the earth. There's so many studies to show that being in nature can really help with stress and anxiety. Um, you know, it's really great for us to be outside and get that melatonin through our eyes as well to help promote good sleep. So it, it kind of backs up what Barry is saying. For me, that's one great thing. Uh, can I just give another one? Yeah, please. The other one is, you know, don't rely too much on caffeine. Because for me, caffeine is like going into the supermarket and paying for your food with Monopoly money or Disney dollars, right? You might have a lot in your pocket and you think you're rich, but when you go to pay for it, it won't get you anywhere. Caffeine, if you're using a stimulant, it will give you that boost, but then it will crash you back down again. So let's take this a step further. Because those are all great tips. And I would recommend, I like counting my steps when I go. So I take my phone, okay. but you're yeah. right. Leave your phone even because a lot of people, even though they're walking, they'll be editing a video on their phone. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. No. And that is unplugging from the network. Unplugged. Yes. Yeah. So Just what are some other things that maybe can help people Get motivated to take more action. This is, this is mental health, emotional health. It's spiritual health. It's a lot of layers to avoid the burnout. So what other health tips can you give us to help us not hit that wall? I think one thing you said there was what can motivate you. But I think we need the discipline. Motivation comes through momentum. Mm. But discipline gets you started. And I think it's having the discipline to take the breaks. It's discipline to have your, your sleep regimented. It's discipline to get away from your desk and get outside. And it's the discipline to be able to put those steps in place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, definitely um, bookending your days. Um, because sometimes we can wake up and then we're, gone, we're off. We wake up when we're off. Do you know what I mean? Straight away. And we're, we're doing this and we're doing that. So, well, hang on a second. Let's just take a minute right? 
Let's just take a minute to start the day in a positive way. What are you going to do to feed yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever you need to do to start your day so that you're not starting it freaking out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, and so before you even wake up, there's a sleep cycle here. How many of us, and believe me, this is me, I go to bed and because my mind is a movie. My mind thinks in word pictures. I go to bed and when I go to sleep, the movie plays. The sleep cycle is so important so you can mm-hmm. offload that, download that. How, any health tips on that? Because if you're like me, you'll have that. And you'll get up in the morning going, I now added 10 things in my list in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already had 10 on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that creative kind of going, isn't it? Yeah. So here's the thing. When, when you go to bed at night, whatever you think about, in the last 30 minutes will play on your mind for about four hours. Okay. Mm. So if you go to bed and you are thinking about things that you've got to do and that project that you've got on and this you've got on, then you are basically instructing your night crew, I call them your subconscious. That's what we're going to be thinking about tonight, please. Right. And so for me, if it was you, I would be like, right, Spend 10 minutes, 20 minutes having a download, right? And get it all out of your head and onto a bit of paper before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. Now, if you do wake up in the night, have a pen and paper by the side, write it. You might look like a five-year-old that's written across the page or a spider, but it doesn't matter. I actually voice record mine, so they sound funny as all good out in the morning. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And I'll say, before you go to bed, rather than thinking about the things you've got to do, Think about the things you've done. Have gratitude for what you've achieved throughout the day. So we're reversing it. Rather than giving yourself tasks to do, you're gratifying yourself about, yeah, I've done that today. I've done this well today. I managed to complete that task today. So you're having gratitude when you go to bed. We always say to, because we're husband and wife, so you know um in case you didn't chase that because i'm just about to say when we're I, in bed together at I just night sleep with all my colleagues <laughs> and my business partners right we always say to each other i go you know babe what what are the three things that you're grateful yeah. for today and, and what have you learned me today? and yeah so i love that are there some foundational things that you say that the foundation of yeah. let's work on these foundation because Sometimes we'll grab things, we'll see things on TV, we'll buy pills. All these things are thrown at us. It will help you. But do you have six healthy recommendations? We do. We have our six foundational pillars, don't yeah. we? So we start with sleep. Everything starts with sleep. Then we look at your hydration levels. Then we look at your nutrition. It's not about diet. It's about how we nourish this vessel called the body. Then it's movement. How do we move it and energize it? The de-stress me and our thought management. Yeah. So all of them have factors, you know, within it. And whenever we work with somebody who's burnt out, we work on these fundamentals with them, you know, Um, you know, to understand and to start to implement these small little habits so that they can get back control. I love that. And again, you do it's it really is all encompassing. Those six pillars cover so much of us. And I think most of us are cherry picking off that list. I got you do this, I'll do this, but I don't need to do that. that that's not going to work for me. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, if you've got physical burnout, okay, where you're exhausted, you can't be bothered to cook, you're maybe gaining a bit of weight, this kind of stuff, then you need to look at sleep, hydration, nutrition, 
and movement. If you are mentally burnt out where you're a little bit cynical, judgmental, that kind of thing, then you need to look at thought management. What are your thoughts? What's the language? How are you speaking? That kind of stuff. What's your input? And then if you are emotional burnout where you're feeling um, self-conscious, you're questioning your destiny, this kind of stuff, then you need de-stress me time, which is where you literally fill your cup up with stuff. You know, I'm kind of surprised in this, you haven't brought up like those little stress balls. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's something tectonic about that. And I've had friends that have beat the daylights out of their balls to keep those like, before they get burnout, they're going to squeeze the daylight out of the burnout. Is there anything like that that works? Um, it's all individual really i think i think the best thing that works is going outside yeah getting yeah. amongst nature feel what nature's all about everything happens in nature for a reason and when we go out and connect with that then we're going to get what we want at that moment in time yeah. but we can always have a stress ball in the pocket if we want to <laughs> not gonna hurt. now i also know besides those pillars you talk about you got something called the du direct arrow method right away i'm thinking green arrow so I just got to get it out of the way, but the direct arrow method, can, can you explain a little bit about that? So this came, actually came from, um, I was diagnosed with bipolar and OCD, and that's why I was medically retired from the police force. And this little model actually come from how I was able to um, manage my condition. Um, so it's five steps to it, okay? So the first step is that we need to accept and acknowledge what is going on without judgment. Because we talked about that at the very beginning, didn't we? Yeah. When we've ever worked with any kind of addicts in the police or the prison service, it's got to be the first thing that you actually admit to it and that you need help, right? Um, and then the next step is we put our detective specs on and we create massive awareness. So what is going on here? Why is this happening? When does it happen the most for you? And we really open up the subject and ask lots of questions. And this is where it's like drawing back an arrow. Accept and acknowledge, create awareness. Right, now I really know what the problem is. I can let the arrow go and have intentional action right at what needs to be sorted. So there's no messing about. There's no fluff. It's let's get to it, right? So I think that's the problem. We don't tend to get directly straight to it we beat around the bush. We go around the outside of it because we don't really want to face what's going on. So it takes us ages, but by pulling back the arrow, we know where we're going. We're not going to waste any time. Let's get to the root cause of this. And I not, love that. It's mm. wicked, isn't it? Well, you'll like these next two as well, because here's the thing. We need to put this to the test because there's going to be things that come in that change, right? So that's when we assess and adjust. Give it a month. How's it going? Do we need to adjust it? Right. And then the A for accelerate after that is who are you surrounding yourselves with? Like we have our energized leadership program and there's a group of like minded people in there. They are only going to accelerate your results because you are in community. Wow. Wow. Now, I know as part of your time with us, you have an offer. You, you can actually take the burnout self-assessment. We're going to drop that in the uh, post chat information, all, all the information of the show but what's this burnout assessment 
So basically what we'll do is we'll ask you 26 questions based on how you've been feeling in the past two to four weeks. And it only takes about three minutes to do it. In actual fact, it's taking people less time than that. It's Mm. taking them about two minutes to do, right? And then what happens is you'll get a report, physical, mental, emotional on 100%. And it will tell you overall your score, where you're at now, and then individually with those three sectors as well. Oh, so, wow, that, that's a lot of meaty stuff for a three-minute quick little click, click, click. Yep. Yeah. Our, t- our attention span's really, really short now, so we've devised it so it's really quick. doesn't take up a lot of your time. You can get in there, do the test, and then you can get your report out afterwards. We're going to make sure that we have that in all the post notes, everybody. Make sure you grab that and download that. We also do do want to mention, besides all the amazing stuff, you guys are authors of children's book, The Adventures of the Good Food Gang. Yes. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) It was a crazy idea while we were sitting on the beach in the Maldives, and I went, we should write a children's book. <laughs> That's where it came. We're not, we're not going to the Maldives again. <laughs> we're not going to the Maldives again. Um, but yes, we, we wrote a children's book. It's called The Good Adventures. It's called The Adventures of the Good Food Gang. And it follows the adventures of Solly, who is a kind of ninja um, tortoise. tortoise. With right, with X-ray specs, yeah. so he can see what happens that goes on in your body when you eat food. And we had to fight the sh- the sugar monster. Had to fight the sugar monster because one of the good food gang was um, kidnapped. Yeah, by the by the sugar monster, and we went on this adventure, and we got stung by bees, and we found out what fruits we could do for to help with bee stings, and and it was all surrounded about the, the banana and how great the banana is for helping all these ailments. And we got together at the end of it, and I won't tell you the end. No, don't ruin the end. Heck no. No, no, no. We have to make sure we put that in the post notes as well. We we need to get that book out there because I know you've over 5,000 children in local area schools have been impacted by this book. We taught 5,000 kids in local schools. There was me and Barry and we um, got somebody else on board called Jess, um, who's a local um, trainer in the local area. And uh, yeah, in one day, I think we taught 250 kids. Woo! <laughs> I don't drink, Rich, but I needed a drink by the end of that. Because we're talking four-year-olds to six-year-olds. And all they have is one more question, one more question, one more question. And it was like, look at me, look at me. I want to be the centre of attention. I was just, brilliant. It's so funny because in one of the sessions, Baz was like, right, let's get on the floor and crawl like a snail because there's a character in there called a snail. So Baz is like, mm, crawl on the floor. And all the kids just bundled on his back. <laughs> I had like 20 kids as my, my shell on my back. <laughs> Did you ever burn out when you were doing that? Did you ever experience burnout going through that? That was like filling your cup up. Yeah, though, that because was, uh, it was morning session, the afternoon session, but the, the joy that you got from actually delivering this course to the kids, it was just brilliant. Yeah. Before I let you leave, we do have to talk about, again, you have the comic memorabilia, everything in the back. Uh, I, and I've always said, I've always told everybody, I'm a comic geek. I, I love my stuff. I'm, I'm very thankful you both live in the DC universe, by the way. I, I just want to be really clear with that. But you guys also do charity work and other things besides the book. You take on action hero personas to go bring joy and happiness. Can you explain that? Because to me, that's so cool. Beyond all this other stuff, you're giving back in so many fun ways. So last year, uh, we um, decided to dedicate some of our time to a few words. And it was giving back and fulfillment. 
And we had a friend of ours who owns a comic shop and he said, look, this is what I do. I dress up as Batman. I do lots of charity. And we were like, great, let's join him. Now, it was further compounded by the fact that uh, we lost Barry's mum last year. Um, And it was five weeks from her diagnosis to her passing um, from pancreatic cancer. And she had a saying and it was, if you can help somebody, you should. And from her kind of passing, we've really taken that on board. And we did our first charity event where we actually shaved Barry's beard. He had a like a he had a he had a hobo beard, right? It, it was, you know, it, I, my mum called me the wild man from Borneo. I had long hair and a big beard. <laughs> and wow. So it was. Yeah, it was huge. So Barry dresses up as Superman and I dress up as Wonder Woman. Um, And we actually shaved his beard outside the comic shop and we raised over four and a half thousand UK pounds for the hospice that looked after Barry's mum in her final few days. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's like virtual handshake wave. Yeah, that is very cool. Very cool. um, Children's hospices, children's charities, uh, and we just go in there and put smiles on the kids' faces. But we also go to Comic Cons and we were proud to be featured in London's main MCM Comic Bonds Comic Cons on their uh, on their billboards. And 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 we're coming to New York. We're coming no to New way. York. You're coming to the state. Yes, yes. I'm yes. flying over. First class. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're coming to the States. Are you going to get on the plane as Wonder Woman and Superman, by the way? Are you, are you, are you guys going to try to get TSA security to let you I pass through? No, we can't. But I've got a slight problem. I can't sit down in my suit. We can't sit down in it. You can't pee in it. You can't do anything in it. I mean, I'm like this. how is New York going to be with me and Baz walking around New York as Wonder Woman and Superman? In People are going to love it. You're going to have so many photo ops. You are... People will no you you people will flock to you. Uh, that is going to be. We have got to have you guys back to uh, talk okay. about that and have you in character. I think it'd be great to have an in character appearance uh, and have a whole whole show because that old Comic Con, this whole media area is so much connected to all this now, and and it'd be a great overlap, fun discussion. Plus, you you could share your adventure in the big city of New York. Yeah, yeah, that'd be wicked. I mean, um, we're looking at creating a, ca- a charity calendar this year so that we can get a load of cosplayers together and then um, from the sales of that, donate that to um, a children's um, charity as well. So we are looking at, um, looking at building a website and just need to find the right person to help us build that as well. So it's all coming together. Hmm. <laughs> Live on Rock the Stage Media, we may have to talk about that. Great, let's yeah. do we may, it. We may seriously have to talk about that. So that's been very cool. Uh, Baz and Laz, this has been great. This has been wonderful. What's the best way to get in touch with you? I've been sharing your social media out throughout the entire show, but what's, what's the best way to get in touch with you? And, of course, we will put all that other information into our post notes, but I'm sure people are going to want to follow up. Yeah, I mean, come and find us on Instagram. We're Rock Solid UK. Come and find me on on um, LinkedIn, Laura Ash. You won't be able to miss me on there. Or, you know, um, you can email me, lauraash at rocksolidhealth.co.uk. This has been absolutely wonderful. Final comments, takeaways to 
help us not burn out. Any major point you want to hit really hard here? Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. You're a human being. You weren't put on this planet to work. That's fabulous. That's Laz and Baz. And again, great to have you guys with us. Again, Rock to Sage Media is here every Wednesday night. Amazing interviews, great people. And we go around the globe. And it's all made possible by our partnership with, uh, with the National Speakers Association, the NSA. Uh, we partner with them. We uh, work on the behind-the-stage show with them. And uh, coming up very soon, I will be at the winter conference called Thrive, continuing our work and our partnership there. We're looking forward to that. As always, Rock to Stage Media is here every Wednesday night, helping you to shine on camera and shine on stage better and better so you can amplify you and your brand. And clearly, they have a brand, and it's working very well. If you want to learn about Rock to Stage Media and learn more, go to rocktostagemedia.com. That's rocktostagemedia.com. Or as always, just simply feel free to contact me, rich at richbontrager.net. Hey, until next week on the Trigger Rich Bontrager, thanks for joining us and keep rocking the stage. <laughs>